Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome back to the show. My name is Noel. Our compatriot Matt is on adventures, but will be returning soon. They called me Ben. Uh, We're joined, as always, with our super producer, Paul Mission Control Deccan. Most importantly, you are you. You are here. And that makes this stuff they don't want you to know. Today, maybe the biggest, uh, the biggest thing to start off today's episode with is the following. Celebrities are humans. I think maybe we should end with that, too. You know, uh, we're, we're in a culture here in the West where we deify celebrities. They are no better and no worse than you listening now. It, it, it's like we, we took those kind of regional or town deities of ancient Rome and Greece and then just in their place socially, we put uh, a lot of musicians and actors and stuff. And that means they get more attention than maybe a scientist or a philosopher, uh, an activist. And, I, you know, whether or not that's just a failure of human hardwiring or whether that's uh, somehow a way that society is purposely designed, that's something for another day. The, the 
the thing is that celebrities don't always have a rosy existence. You know what I mean? This is something you and I have seen before, Noel. Uh, all too often, society will build up a celebrity in one field or another, only like they'll praise them the way that some ancient cultures would make a sacrifice of a person and give them one amazing year and then kill them at the end of it. Like a lot of celebrities rise and then the same people supported them then take great enjoyment in their fall, like mocking them, attacking them online. And they're not, they're not different from you. They're human beings. They deserve the same rights and freedoms that you yourself deserve and should enjoy. So that's why today we are exploring a question many, many of our fellow listeners, including uh, Shannon S. in Savannah, have asked us to cover for some time now what exactly is happening to pop legend Britney Spears. Do you, we were, we're, we're uh, roughly the same age. Nola, do you remember when Britney Spears hit the airwaves? I guess we were kids. Yeah, I guess, um, I don't know. I was maybe just coming into my own personal sense of my, uh, my body as a, as a young man. And that hit me baby. One more time video um, really started that awakening process. Let me tell you um, very uh, sexually suggestive time, especially with a weird kind of schoolgirl crossover thing. And it was like, is she a teenager? Is she an adult? What is she? It was very like, she's got this baby voice and this midriff and, and it was just a lot to take in. Uh, and that was sort of like the uh, early days of these like Mickey Mouse Club Disney stars being turned into these like massive pop idols. Uh, I think we had in sync on the scene a little prior to Britney. I think maybe she like toured with them and she and JT had like been on the Mickey Mouse Club together. Um, but I think uh, that NSYNC broke first. But to me, I was much more aware of Britney Spears than I was uh, sync and, and the Backstreet Boys even at that point, because you yeah. couldn't miss it. Yeah. So she, uh, it, it was strange to me because the person's 17, right? When this comes out and even when that first video came out, uh, I I remember thinking and we would have been like what thirteen maybe like yeah you and I, something like that right yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I was thinking there's something weirdly uh, weirdly off about this later I learned that uh, the schoolgirl outfit was indeed Spears's own idea and I love that you mentioned Mickey Mouse because uh, the the path to today's conspiracy is it's a long one there's a walk we got to take so here are the facts. Britney Spears is born Britney Jean Spears, December 2nd, 1981, in a town called Macomb, Mississippi. Uh, Her parents are Lynn Irene Spears and James Spears, better known as Jamie. You'll read him cited as Jamie. Uh, They moved. She spent most of her childhood in a town called Kentwood, Louisiana. Uh, She was the middle of three kids. Uh, She always wanted to be a performer, and she's talked about it in a lot of interviews. Yeah, it's interesting, too, how, like, so many uh, people from kind of the rural south end up in this, like, Mickey Mouse Club kind of, like, world. And it largely has to do with, um, you know, Disney World being in Orlando, Florida, which is essentially, you know, like, slap dab in the middle of, like, the swamp and very similar and not that far off from, from Louisiana and Mississippi. And it makes sense. It's like, you know, maybe you would go there before you would go to L.A. And uh, it's a place where a lot of performers got their start as, like, cast members, you know, or, like, being in the shows and, and what have you. And I'm almost positive that's the case with uh, 
Justin Timberlake. Not quite sure about Britney, but it's just still interesting, that crossover. But yeah, she was the middle child of three and, you know, made a point in interviews later in life um, when she'd gotten famous that she always wanted to be a performer. I know she was on Star Search. You can find footage of her um, just singing her her butt off. And and it actually is uh, part of a a little conspiracy theory that we we might not have to delve into today because it's a little silly. But the idea that that baby voice that she does was forced upon her by the record labels and the often conspiracy theorists that believe in that point to a video of her as like a nine-year-old just belting it out on star search and that she has this like really deep kind of soulful voice um and that that was all just kind of a put on well Which, castrato are real that's yeah. <laughs> that's a real thing that happened and also i would respond to that one by saying there's 2017 footage of her covering uh, stuff without a baby voice. That's Maybe right. there was uh, A and R pressure, label pressure, but I don't think there was a surgery involved. Oh no, I Look, wasn't implying that. I, uh, I think yeah. I think Look I think Castrato. If you want to ruin your day, oh, I know. Yeah, I, I know all about it. And that's that's it's it's basically forced castration uh, for the uh, purposes of raising the voice to sing uh, in in these beautiful kind of angelic high registers. Um, but but yeah, really uh, very. Uh, very troubled history there with that. But right, uh, she spoke to The Hollywood Reporter um, in, in saying that ever since she was seven or eight, my mom would have company over and I was always performing for everybody in front of the TV. Even when I went to school, I was always the weird child. I would go outside and instead of playing, I would uh, I wanted to have star search competitions. And she got her wish, uh, ultimately. Uh, but her debut was not on star search. It would have been in 1986 when she performed What Child Is This at her kindergarten graduation. That's well received, by the way, from oh, what uh, I understand. Clearly, a, a real bravado performance. <laughs> so this, let's look at her early rise, some of which you you alluded to. So uh, she had, like many people pursuing a career in the arts, she had a lot of swings and misses, right? It's very rare for someone to immediately become a world-famous icon and get the uh, the entertainment machine and infrastructure's support. In 1990, uh, she auditions for the Mickey Mouse Club for the first time, but she's only eight years old, which is apparently the cutoff for Big Mouse. So they love her, but they say, sorry, kid, come back when you're older. Uh, Two years later, she's nine or ten in 1992 when she makes her first appearance on Star Search. She wins the first round, but I think she doesn't make it past the second round. A year after that, she's 11. She does her second audition for Mickey Mouse Club. She's accepted. And that's where she meets some of the folks we're talking about. Justin Timberlake, Carrie Russell, Christina Aguilera. The show is canceled the next year and Spears moves back home to Kentwood. There's a weird four-year period between 1994 to 1998. In 1998, this is where we see the breakout. She is signed to Jive Records. She travels to Sweden and records her debut album, Hit me, baby, one more time. She's going on concert tours. She's opening for uh, the boy band In Sync, with whom she, uh, uh, the the front man of that, or the guy who would become the front man, Justin Timberlake. Uh, they're they're carrying on a relationship that goes on for about four years. Sometimes secret, sometimes an open secret. A lot of speculation in the uh, paparazzi. And by January of 1999, her single Baby One More Time has debuted at number one on the Billboard 200. And uh, other, if we can only imagine other people the same age look around at their life and say, dang, must be nice. 
Maybe, yeah. It certainly is. It's something that that that, that folks, you know, uh, will aspire to at an early age until they realize like what all goes along with it, and that's uh, certainly what we're going to talk about today. And, and again, that video was inescapable, like we talked about at the top sure. of the show. I believe it was was that TRL era or was that pre TRL? I think it was pre, but I definitely remember it just being ubiquitous and just like inescapable. Um, and and then in May of two thousand. Uh, she did the thing that all up-and-coming pop stars need to do, and, and that's host Saturday Night Live. Uh, more than just being, like, the the musical act actually hosting. That's how you know you really arrived. Um, and that same month, on May 16th, she releases her second album, um, which is Oops, I Did It Again. Great. She man. played with your heart. She got lost in the game, you know? she did, And she also released another massively, massively popular album that sold more than 20 million copies across the planet, cementing her legacy and legend as like one of the, the biggest pop star, you know, on the planet. Um, arguably, you know, one of the biggest pop stars icons of all time, whether you like her music or not. I mean, she was just ingrained into, you know, what you could argue is a little bit more of like a bubblegum kind of pop culture to me, didn't have the same heft as like Madonna or like even like a Paul Abdul or Janet Jackson, but it was a new era of this kind of Swedish born, you know, pop by numbers kind of world where we know Max Martin who produced her first two records. Um, you know, we've done an episode, I believe on that whole thing, the whole Swedish hit machine factory where they essentially weaponize psychology to make sure that every little second of the song is triggering your brain in some way to make you continue listening. Sure. So, it's an audible app. It it's really, the same thing as a slot machine. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Check it, out the episode on that, please. It, it is brilliant, but it's also like, I would argue, a new era of like internet kind of driven music, algorithm driven music, and maybe a little less soul. Um, but that's just my hot take. Then on November 6th of 2001, she releases her third album titled simply Britney. That's a popular thing to do. Like it's like, it's, it's just me y'all. It's Britney. Get rid of all the pop trappings. And then on November 18th of 2003, she releases in the zone, her fourth album. And I'm trying to think like, I remember circus, that was a pretty big hit. And then there was that song. She was in that movie too. She had that movie, um, like a, a road trip movie with like her and her, her girlfriends. Uh, and she had Paul, what was that movie called? Paul tells us it was called crossroads. And then she had that song that was sort of given a second life in the movie spring breakers, uh, in the incredible sequence where the masks kind of vigilante sort of, uh, characters, you know, with their shotguns and their pink uh, ski masks kind of dance weirdly in slow motion to that song. What was the song called Paul dance weirdly in slow motion to that song called every time. I think that was in this period or might've been a little earlier. Correct me if I'm wrong. Spears fans. That was a, uh, a shout out to Paul. I had asked, I'd asked Paul earlier if he wanted to be on mic for this one. Uh, Hey, Paul, I, I respect your decisions, uh, but uh, thank you for jumping in to, to give us some guidance, even, even if off mic. So this is where things start to get rocky. As I, as I established before, the problem with the deification of celebrity uh, is, is in part that it encourages this, um, this fickle, vindictive thing in humanity. We want to see people rise want to see ourselves in them 
And then we want to see them fall and watch, uh, watch what is sometimes described as a train wreck. So people are st- like people are staring at at this person every moment of her life. She's being followed by paparazzi. Controversies start to arise. Notably, on January third of two thousand and four, Britney Spears marries a childhood friend, a guy named Jason Allen Alexander. They marry at a little chapel in Las Vegas. About 55 hours later, they annul the marriage. Uh, and, and the same year, in 2004, uh, Britney Spears goes on to marry uh, someone else, a guy named Kevin Federline, who I think at the time was a dancer. But we, we continue. We can laundry list some of these. On February 25th, 2005, she is banned from the Oscars. Uh, this is the same year she confirmed she's pregnant with her first child. Uh, people who follow celebrities, you may remember the Oscar ban because uh, Paris Hilton and a couple of other celebrities were involved. The tabloids are awash with reports of child services checking in on the Spears Federline family. Uh Cases where uh, the baby has fallen out of a high chair or is or is seen in a vehicle on uh, Britney Spears riding in Britney Spears lap rather than a car seat. And then the next year, things pick up. There's a whirlwind of these unhinged appearances on television. Uh, Federline and Spears uh, split and then later divorce. Uh, and then that that happens two months after the birth of her second child with the same guy. And she names her child Jaden. We come to 2007, 2008, and I know we're doing kind of a high level here because there's other stuff we're getting to, but just the background is important. In 2007, 2008, uh, we see one of the most infamous periods of Spears' career. In early 2007, she checked into a rehab center, rehabilitation, and then checked out of it quite quickly. Uh, She showed up at a beauty shop in L.A. Uh, She shaved her head. Uh, She attacked a uh, paparazzo's car with an umbrella. Yeah, and she went actually back. smashed the window too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she went back to uh, a rehabilitation program. She did have a performance on the VMAs that led to a lot of speculation where people were saying, is this person well? She got booked on hit and run charges that were later for the record dropped. And then uh, around that time, she also uh, for a time lost custody of her children to her ex-husband January 2008, she's hauled away at an ambulance after a three-hour standoff with police because she refused to give her kids over to her ex's custody. Multiple psychiatric evaluations. Weeks weeks later, she's taken to a hospital in L.A., and, and a court declares her father to be head of something called a conservatorship. A conservatorship is interesting. We'll spend some time on this in the show because it is designed for people who are, long story short, somehow unable to take care of themselves. Right. And if I'm not mistaken, there was like a 5150 hold at one of at one point during this uh, period, which is, you know, code for a psychiatric hold where you're going to be a danger to yourself and others. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, typically we think of a conservatorship as something that would be applied to, say, an elderly parent where you would need someone to have power of attorney to make, you know, important decisions on your behalf because you've got dementia or uh, any other, you know, incapacitating um, conditions that would not allow you to take care of yourself. And you want, you know, your caretaker or family member or whomever it might be to provide those legal responses whenever they were needed. So that's, you know, what I would think of. 
And it's a big bone of contention that this conservatorship with Brittany, uh, there's a lot of bones of contention, but the, the big one that comes up is that it's lasted so long um, because it's still in effect today. Um, so, you know, people are wondering back then we've got this Oscar ban, which is literally because all everyone knew about these, uh, these incidents that she had had this hit and run. She was considered kind of like a, a liability and, you know, the Oscars don't want to make a scene on the red carpet. So that's why she was sort of for all intents and purposes, uh, canceled in Hollywood back in these early days, uh, before that was as much of a thing. But, um, so Here's the question. Um, People were wondering what was going on with her. Like, is this just a a run of the mill case of too much pressure of a child star kind of spiraling um, after too much money, too much excess? You know, there was talk of substance abuse. I'd never really got. Did you see, Ben? Was it a particular substance or was it just alcohol? Like, I've never really seen it, you know, uh, zeroed in on what the substance was in question. But I imagine it was just probably a cocktail of things like alcohol and likely cocaine and, you know, all those kinds of things. Ether, quaaludes, um, I'm making that up. No, there's no there's no confirmation, uh, no no uh, public documents where I saw the act. The, like, I, I did not see anything other than alcohol and substance abuse. Mm-hmm. So. Almost any substance can become. You can have an abusive relationship with almost any substance. I of mean, course. I've had eight cups of coffee today, and I'm going to have like four more uh, <laughs> because I resent sleep. But you're you're right. Could one of the world's most successful living pop stars actually have now fewer legal rights than a child? Was she being held in some way hostage? And how could anyone? Even a person's father have that much control over another adult. What happened? We'll pause for a word from our sponsor. And after the break, we'll try to figure it out with you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers... Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position 
warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Here's where it gets crazy. Conservatorship. Freedom and control. There's a little bit of semantic uh, sleight of hand here because this might be more familiar to people as like legal guardianship, right? You know, like I have to, I have to take care of, to your point, Noel, my, uh, my retired parents who are ailing, not doing that well, something like that. Or I have someone, uh, someone in my family has a, a, a mental issue and therefore they cannot be relied upon to do things that you have to do as an adult, like pay your bills, uh, make sure you're going to a doctor, make sure you're regularly taking prescribed med- medication and so on. Uh, this, this is called a conservatorship in California. In other states, you'll hear it called a guardianship maybe. Uh, but what this means is is pretty explicit. It means that as soon as this was declared to the present day, uh, and I've got up, I've got like breaking news as we record this. Uh, Britney Spears cannot make personal or financial decisions without the oversight of that conservatorship, which is going to be the oversight of her father, James or Jamie Spears. And we don't know to the to your point about fifty one fifty. We don't know. We the public do not know the details of what led to this court's decision. It is a legal decision. Uh, to institute this conservatorship. It hasn't been made public. You'll see stuff on like Reddit or different fan forums where people purport to have photographs of the paperwork involved. And I think that's where some of that 5150 stuff comes from. But there hasn't been any solid evidence about her mental condition or, or a diagnosis. You'll hear people also say, uh, that she was diagnosed with some kind of early onset dementia in her 20s. But again, none of that is confirmed. Well, she, she was um, we were talking about these psychiatric evaluations and she was placed on a, uh, a 72 hour lockdown for mental evaluation at Cedar sinai Hospital. Uh, and that was back in uh, 2008. Um, and that was during the dispute with with her ex-husband um, and, you know, with the with the children. Uh, but that, you know, 
it's it's been speculated that that would have been considered a fifty one fifty hold uh, the medical code of of a person being held essentially against their will or with the permission of someone close to them who can vouch for their state. Yeah, she was on a psychiatric hold. That part is true. We just don't have the confirmation that the court said literally because of we don't know what they found. You know what I mean? That led them to that decision. But we do know there was a confirmed psychiatric hold and there's a lot of money at stake. This is something. Okay, this is something that's going to be important later. So how much is the Britney Spears conservatorship controlling? It controls the Spears estate. So like how many times did you hear hit me, baby, one more time? Right. How many times did you uh, watch uh, Crossroads? Paul, how many times did you watch Crossroads? Paul said 500 times. Oh. Well, I was going to say, I think I probably heard hit me, baby, one more time, somewhere between 60 million and 250 million times. So if they had a dollar for every time you heard that, just you by yourself, that would be uh, a very disturbing and I find a vague estimate of the conservatorship. Right now, that estate is estimated to be somewhere between $60 million. That's the number you'll hear most often. But then you'll hear other wilder claims saying, actually, it's worth $250 million. That's 60 a hell of a seems market. low. 60 seems low to me based on how famous she is and was and how many hits she's had. Um, but again, like my whole thing, we talked about this off mic, is it's interesting to me that this conservatorship is is used in this way because, like I said, I mean, it seems like it's more designed for people who literally can't take care of themselves and are potentially either a danger to themselves and others or just incapable of taking care of themselves because there's no law in America that says you're not allowed to be stupid with your money and squander it and be a bad steward of your fortune. And all of this, so much of this has to do with making business decisions on her behalf, you know, investing her money, giving accounts of her fortune to the courts. All of that seems very financially driven. And I just don't know of any law in the books, especially in a place like Hollywood, where we see, you know, rags to riches and riches to rags stories all the time. Um, That part of it makes this really suspect to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would also point out, and this is something I found that that should pique your interest, folks, if you're familiar to this story. Another big cost for the estate is the maintenance of the conservatorship itself. So think about that. You know what I mean? Is this a uh, is this a fox run hen house? You know, uh, maintenance we'll meaning there. a salary, right? Like a salary paid out to the conservators. Multiple, multiple, yeah, yeah. and so. Uh, there are two people for a very long time that uh, were the what are called the co-conservators. They they ran this legal arrangement, which got quite complex with all the money and expenses and opportunities for income involved. Uh, the first one was her father, Jamie Spears. And for a very long time, there was a lawyer in the mix. His name was Andrew M. Wallet. Hmm. Oh, hmm. go watch the hmm. Brain Stuff video about nominative determinism. Wallet is on the case and they they came down hard on her like okay if you have ever in the days of uh more free travel a lot of times people who travel for work are familiar with this issue you go on a work trip right and you maybe you have a per diem or maybe they just say look you have to take these people out wind them dine them transport them places, transport yourself places and, you know, get whatever you want within reason, but keep all your receipts. 
and you have to give us your receipts and then send them off to some accounting department or whatever. Britney Spears was having to do that in her daily life. Like she would take her kids places, maybe take them to Six Flags. She had to, uh, she had to account for those uh, expenses or like even going to Sonic or something. And because the court required this. And so the conservatorship is keeping an eye on every nickel and dime. The implicit idea here should be said out loud. The concept is that they are saving her fortune from herself. The money that she has earned, which is her money, uh, should not be under her control. Wallet, interestingly enough, resigned last year. And for a long time, no one replaced him. Uh, In later statements, though, he said that this conservatorship could last for the rest of Spears life. And I hope a lot of people are listening to our episode today and popping by conspiracy stuff on Twitter, popping by our Instagram, etc. And hitting hitting us up with the old hashtag free Britney. That's something you've seen, even if you're not even if you hate pop music, you've heard about this. Uh, It's it's older than a lot of people might think, too, which is kind of surprising. Uh, it is. Yeah. This is something that like popped up right around the very beginning of, of the conservatorship, really right on the, the heels of it. I mean, in 2008 is when she had that very public kind of meltdown situation where she was held uh, in the psychiatric unit and evaluated. And then it was uh, 2009 that the Free Britney campaign kind of came into existence through a fan site called BreatheHeavy.com. I'm assuming that's a reference to Britney's trademark heavy breathing that is trademarked by the way um yeah and and this idea that she was somehow being held against her will not just in a psychiatric hold but in a much larger uh and perhaps more nefarious way the website's owner a person by the name of jordan miller said at one point that he received an irate call from uh, jamie Brittany's father who threatened to have the website taken down 10 years later uh britney has released three major label albums, appeared quite often on television, including a period as a judge on the singing show The X Factor, and also performed live several times uh, as a, uh, as a, in a residency gig in Las Vegas that she did famously kind of abandon, um, but that was for health reasons, right, Ben? Her father, uh, her father had some serious health concerns, and so she dropped... She dropped the Vegas stuff because, you know, when it comes to uh, God, I hate the lazy TV writing trope about this, but family is important. So oh, what is that, uh, that that comes from that concept comes from TV? I love that. No, like it's OK. If you see you'll see a lot of fantastic television shows brought low by a very lazy decision to like make everybody related or to have characters that cartoonishly are um, are saying, look, I know we're saving the world, but I'm real. I, the only thing that matters is forget everybody else. The only thing that matters is me talking to this one person I'm related to. Um, I don't mean to sound cynical, but it like ruins shows like Utopia, which otherwise are fantastic. No spoilers. Um, it, but it is based in a real thing. And what she's doing is very understandable. It's not like it's not like it's going to break the bank for her not to be at Las Vegas, right? No, but a lot of times there's contracts involved with those things and you know, maybe there's an escape clause or something like that, but it would it would be a great 
financial cost, I would imagine. You'd have to like pay out the promoters and, uh, and so, I mean, I don't know. Again, these, 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 con- these contracts with celebrities of this level are very uh, complicated and they yeah. go through a lot of negotiations and back and forth and both sides making sure they're protected. But I can't imagine you could just jump ship you know, it's not like you can have a Britney Spears understudy. Like, I imagine if you've got like a residency, it's probably pretty going to be pretty oh, yeah. expensive to get out mm. of it. But yeah. to your point, Ben, we're talking hundreds of millions of dollars here, potentially. Um, but uh, I, I would argue, and I think you would probably agree, and listeners too, that these do not sound like the activities of a person that cannot take care of themselves. Uh, I agreed. mean, doing a concert performance like that night after night requires lip syncing or no, which is another discussion entirely, requires stamina, requires good memory skills to be able to like remember all that choreography, um, you know, physical fitness, um, discipline. All if you miss things. a show, you have to make up shows like I would love to see one of those contracts. Uh, you're right. There's probably not an understudy. People who pay for these kind of concerts don't want to watch a show with uh, Sydney Breers or whomever the the person would be. But but also at that level, you know, yes, even if you can take the financial hit, you are going to perhaps irreparably burn some bridges. So this was seen. Um, this was seen as problematic for people who are watching this individual's career. But something strange happened recently. Uh, people who are members of the Britney Army or the uh, the the Died in the Wool fans have always been watching this uh, since since that time. But now there's renewed interest in this strange situation, this conservatorship that never stopped, and we have to ask ourselves why. Part of the reason, I would argue, is the pandemic gave a lot of people a lot more time and they were stayed, they were glued to uh, Britney Spears' social media presence, especially while they were in quarantine. For months, this was mysteriously inactive. And then a fan podcast, and we're going to mention their name because they're, they're part of this story, a fan podcast called Britney's Graham released a voicemail message from someone claiming to be an anonymous paralegal with firsthand involvement in the actual Spears conservatorship. And the voicemail raised concerns about Spears' physical, mental well-being and her personal agency or autonomy. So the the host of the podcast started speculating, right, asking valid questions. Uh, what's happening to this performer's Instagram? You know, usually it's like, a fun slice of life behind the scenes. Look at this cool stuff I'm doing with my two kids. You know what I mean? That's a very wholesome Instagram. But they said, why has it gone dark for a few months? Uh, And then she started coming back, uh, dancing around her mansion, posting videos on Instagram as well as TikTok. uh, And people started reading into what she was posting, which for maybe more skeptical people seems Pretty innocuous, right? But maybe for other people, there's something deeper there, some kind of code or hidden message. Uh, That's why you would see there was one video in July uh, where Britney Spears is dancing to a song from Rihanna called Never Ending. And then if you look at the comments, it's thousands of people who are just writing free Britney. They're writing about that conspiracy theory. And if you're not, if you haven't read much about this, then you might think, 
what the heck's going on with this Rihanna song? Where are these people coming from? This leads us to a rabbit hole of conspiracies and speculation. Some of them, I would argue, are more plausible than others, but it leads us to some disturbing stuff. What are we talking about? Uh, We'll tell you. We'll dive all the way into the deep water after a word from our sponsor. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers... Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, we're we're back. We hope you had a good break. Sometimes during the break, through the magic of editing, we we kick it for a second and and just talk to each other. Uh, so that's that's our stuff. They don't want you to hear anyway. Uh, Noel, you brought up something uh, something fascinating on the break uh, about a, this dark period on the Instagram. Yeah, it's like you said. I mean. <laughs> And I, I do want to say, like, I, I follow Brittany on Instagram and it, it's 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 like you said, Ben, very freewheeling kind of, you know, spirited dancing, practicing yoga, working out with her like personal trainer, boyfriend and things like that. Um, and it's 
but there's a sense of isolation, even pre-COVID, uh, in in it, and it's you know a pr- clearly a product of this conservatorship, and it's like she's a prison, like the princess, you know, uh, it, it, trapped in the tower, but it's her own tower and a tower of her own making. <laughs> you know, it's um, it's sad, but but also uh, it's interesting. I, I, I you know, and 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 she's obviously got everything she needs and she doesn't openly talk about the conservatorship. She doesn't openly like act as though she is in any way under duress. She seems pretty chill and a little bit kind of, you know, goofy and lighthearted. And she's on the beach sometimes and doing these amazing time-lapse yoga videos. But you're right, Ben, when she went dark for that period, I, I should have looked up the full text. And if you want to listen to that episode, or there's a specific episode of uh, Brittany's Graham um, that I listened to where they play the, the voicemail and they talk about this too. Um, when she did go dark, there was, uh, she, she communicates in a way that her fans clearly recognize. She uses very specific emojis. She loves the rose emoji. She has, you know, just like a kind of lexicon of the types of uh, little uh, kind of Britney-isms that she uses on her Instagram. And when she went dark, I would believe it was either before or right after or somewhere in there that uh, a response or a, a post was made that was very clearly not in her voice. Um, didn't have the same emojis, didn't have the same light, lighthearted spirit, felt like someone that didn't know enough trying to pose as her. And I believe that a million percent. And there was a discussion that when she was out for this period, that she was once again forcibly committed and forcibly medicated. That's the yeah. key. Yeah, that's the, uh, well, I, it's, it's not even an open secret that many celebrities don't actually run their own social media. Still, this if you read the message, it does have this egregious uh, tone that reminds me of that Steve Buscemi meme. Hello, fellow kids, kind of. And uh, It is I, Britney Spears. All right. is well. Please mm-hmm. pay me no mind. And buy the new classics collection, right? Whatever it is. Uh, yeah, so people are understandably... Uh, weirded out by this when when we love when we love something I, I i do believe that you can uh love a a thing or a person that you've never met uh, uh so people have grown up with this artist and they feel they feel a kinship with them and it's understandable and there's nothing wrong with that so to many people across the planet this is like seeing one of your heroes or someone you consider uh, a loved one in in dire straits. So there's the conspiracy theory we've talked about that Britney Spears is somehow being held hostage by her father and that a team of handlers ultimately controls her. Uh, a lot of this comes from what appear to be coded responses found in Instagram posts and comments. One Instagram commenter wrote on a Britney Spears post, quote, Britney, if you're in trouble, wear yellow in your next video. And sure enough, in a video published afterwards, she wore yellow. So now we have a lot of people saying, coincidence? Did uh, did this massively successful person really read through hundreds and hundreds of comments? Yeah, that's pick what I was that one. Yeah. You know, like how much how much time is there? Uh, and but you know, for people who believed it, they're like, wow, she's listening. She's trying to tell us something. And you see other examples of this process occurring like the other commenter who said please tell us where you are so we can save you next video she's dancing around uh it's kind of like the rihanna video you know improvised dancing 
uh, wholesome stuff. She does a lot of like spin dancing kind of. Yeah. 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 It's wholesome, you know? And, uh, but the thing is the song that is playing in the background is Malibu. And so. Wasn't that probably where she lives? That's probably where her home is. Certainly. Right. And I, and also wouldn't that have all, here's my thing. Wouldn't that have also already been common knowledge? Of course. Of course. Yeah, I mean, every, every every rich person in Hollywood lives in Malibu. Maybe not every, but like, you know, you, you get to a certain echelon of rich, you probably got a place in Malibu. It's beautiful out there. Um, but the sheriff is a real pill, uh, if you've seen The Big Lebowski. Never mind. Um, and and you, you remember, and, and probably know this on your own, um, we talked about how conservatorships are sort of more designed for folks that are genuinely unable to take care of themselves, use the bathroom, get the food and nourishment they need to, to live. It's like a, it's a humane act to, to, to grant someone a conservatorship so that mm-hmm. they don't just die, you know, alone without any care. I mean, and it's something that you would think of with the elderly. And, and there is, you know, a claim that uh, her father is using this idea that her, his daughter has early onset dementia. You'll recall early in the episode, we talked about that, how that kind of came up, that she had been tested for that, uh, I believe, um, in her early 20s. And, you know, dementia would be a case where a conservatorship could be required, but this isn't proven. And there's a lot of screenshotting and, you know, hubbub on Reddit discussing these kinds of things, but we really don't have any proof. Um, And they claim that she's not allowed to leave her home to do any of these things, to go shopping, to buy, you know, stuff for her kids or take her kids to Six Flags, like we mentioned earlier, that she definitely does. Um, And that she has to wear like, or that she has to have her phone calls monitored. There's no evidence to support these things either. But we do know that she doesn't have control over these financial decisions or business decisions. And I would argue that in and of itself is the fishiest part of all of this. Right. Yeah. You have like, if you have $60 million and uh, you want to do, so I have a list of just billionaire pranks that I've shared in the past. I think are funny. If you want to do like a prank, somewhere and you want to hire a skywriter to go over a metropolis and write something like uh tacos are just okay just just to weird out people in the city you should be able to spend that money if britney spears wants to do that under these terms legally she has to go to someone and ask them if she can do that right ask them almost for kind of an allowance to do this if they if if the conservatorship wants to change the setup for investment portfolios she doesn't control that she can't really veto that she can make her voice known if they talk to her about it but when the rubber hits the road it's up to them and not her and And, again it's all her money and the lack of transparency in all of this is also pretty striking and i believe her attorney has petitioned the courts to at the very least make the nature of this conservatorship more transparent because that's in the best interest of 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 his client of, of britney um and i would completely agree with that all of the shadowiness behind all of this is what makes it super sketch and the fact that she has openly uh, and her father has acknowledged that they do not have a good relationship he is not a lawyer he is just a dude uh, and and what right does he have to her to, to any of this doesn't it, have a finance degree doesn't have a finance yeah. degree doesn't have a law degree doesn't have any qualifications other than being her biological father who she is openly estranged from uh, and, and we can get into more of the restraining order stuff in a minute, but like, 
Uh, I'm just fascinated to hear, Ben, what, what do you think? Like, what, how does that, how do you, how do you have that much, you know, bravado that you can make that happen when with zero, like, how do you petition the court for this when you have no claim? She's an adult. She is a legal adult. I have a fantastic theory about this toward the end. Okay. Uh, at least it's it. interesting. Uh, so I have decided, I, I've, I've built this out to like, Save that for the end, because the most important part of the show is you folks. We want to hear from you, and I'm sure we'll hear from a lot of people about this. There are other Instagram things. There are things on TikTok as well, right? Uh, we, we, I believe we both saw uh, the Spears account where there's like a, a flower, maybe a white rose with a quote, she wore flowers in her hair and carried magic secrets in her eyes. A quote comes from a novel called The God of Small Things by Arundhati Roy, and I didn't quite understand this one, Noel. Maybe you can explain it to me. It explores the story, the novel, of these twins laboring under what are called love laws. And these love laws decree how a person can be loved and when, and et cetera, et cetera. And I have yet to read The God of Small Things. But some fans seem to interpret this as a metaphor for the men in Britney Spears' life and, and the, you know, the balancing act of love versus control. I don't know. It feels like a stretch. What do you think? Yeah, it feels like a stretch in that respect, but I do still feel like it's a good metaphor for being kind of a kept woman. Because, you know, whether you look at this as like uh, she's forced to love a certain person, I don't think that's accurate, but she certainly is not able to be a full human, as is the case if you are forced to love somebody or if you're in an arranged marriage or whatever. And, you know, there's something to be said of the agency that it takes to be able to love who you want. Uh, And I think you could maybe apply that same agency to just the agency of being a a fully uh, free human. Um, so maybe that's part of it, but you know, we, we do get a sense that she is able to love who she wants. Um, you know, her, her boyfriend, a 25 year old, uh, yeah, this is, this is from this year, uh, Iranian bodybuilder and trainer named Sam Asghari. Um, you see her kind of a lot. Uh, and she appears to lean on him for, you know, everything from from working out together. She's always posting about how much she loves him and and seems very happy with him. And he seems to certainly be there for her. Um, we don't know a whole lot about how they met. Wait, well, actually, we do kind of. Let's see. Well, there's a free Britney claim that says uh, that said, that alleges Jamie Spears pays uh various has paid various guys to be britney spears boyfriend but i didn't find i didn't find hard evidence of that either i did find previous boyfriends ex-boyfriends who said that wasn't true and they also said uh britney spears has control of her faculties um kind of implying that this has been overblown but you know if people are on tiktok looking at a video of someone dancing with a hat and saying if you zoom in far enough you can see uh one of the fingers holding the hat pointing to a tiny message that may read help people who believe that aren't going to be persuaded by someone's ex-boyfriend saying something and certainly not by the father who is you know if it isn't clear already often the antagonist or portrayed as such in this narrative for reasons i understand yeah, and he's been super uh, open in in the media as well about their relationship, and talked to, him to Entertainment Tonight uh, about how he would marry her, and that they are genuinely in love. Um, and the I, boyfriend, you the mean. boyfriend, that's right. And he, they met on a music video shoot 
for her song Slumber Party, where he played her love interest. Um, and that, that video has reached 90 million views on YouTube as of uh, earlier this year. Um, but he is uh, 13 years younger than her. Now, not that that matters. Who cares? I'm just, it's just a, it's just a, a thing. Um, just, just in terms of like what we know about him, but that's really about it. Yeah. I, I, I want to, and she's had multiple like boyfriends. She's got a love life. Everybody does. Uh, you can read statements from these exes. Uh, most of them, which mo- uh, most of which seem to not really take some of the accusations of the free Britney movement seriously, but there, there is one contingent that the uh, that people are definitely paying close attention to. As we said in the beginning, this is for some reason a celebrity worshiping society. So any other celebrity commenting on this situation is going to be, for no real objective reason, considered an expert. And that's not a ding on these people. That's just saying again, this is what happens when society just worship celebrities. Rose McGowan, for example, tremendous actor, uh, had a tribute post on Instagram to a deceased actor named Brittany Murphy, who you'll recognize from multiple films. Uh, She caught the attention of the movement because in the caption, if you scroll down to the bottom, she writes, there's another Brittany on my mind today, too, one that is alive, one that can be saved from the leeches that are controlling and trafficking her. Free all the Britneys and all those who get hurt by the trauma of Hollywood values and toxic rules. So people were saying, look, this is, in our minds, a lot of people are saying this is confirmation, right, that something really messed up is happening. And other celebrities came forward and, and said similar things. But as is the want of this show, we have to – there are – some issues you can raise with some of these claims, like why the coy cryptid replies. Some of the skeptics in the audience may be asking, if this singer, who is a multimillionaire, needs help, then why hasn't she made more explicit statements? Why hasn't she come out and said this conservatorship sucks? Someone rescue me. I'm 38 years old. I should be able to do what I want. You know right. what I mean? Oh, yeah. But I mean, the implication there is what feeds the conspiracy is that there's something even more nefarious at play that would not allow her to even speak her mind, that she's under duress in some way or like, you know, under fear for her life or the life of her loved ones. Perhaps one of her children is being held hostage. These are just my like baseless kind of like uh, possibilities. Right. But that would be the implication, wouldn't it? If she, she can't, she has to do it secretly. So no, so the bad men won't notice, and then maybe someone will come to her rescue. Um, there has to be some leverage over her in order for her not to just like outright go on Instagram to her like millions of followers and say, "Hey, I am being taken advantage of, um, or I am being threatened, or I am being this." I mean, the law is on her side. You would think. or join join me at the, at the courthouse and hold a protest or something like yeah. that, of mobilizing the Britney army. Yeah, when I was thinking through this, I, I said I I found three possibilities. That I would use to respond to that question from skeptics. Those three possibilities would include stuff like someone else is running or curating the social media. And so if she does something too out of pocket, maybe that filter won't allow it to reach the public. And then, like you had just mentioned, a threat over custody or custody of the children or contact with the children, because that'll give you control over a person very, very quickly. Or 
some cynical observers noted this. They said, well, it's possible that this is just a means of uh, garnering interest for and focus from fans, which I find a little too cynical for me. You know what I mean? That that feels like a lot to do because it is it's a it's an actual court battle. And again, this is an actual human being, which I think a lot of people are forgetting uh, in in these stories. But we do have the latest news uh, that a lot of stuff happened as we were coming in to record today. Uh, as you said, uh, Jamie Spears had temporarily stepped down from the conservatorship in September 2019 due to health reasons in the interim. Brittany, what's called Brittany's care manager, one Jody Montgomery stepped up and now Jamie Spears is back running the operation against his daughter's explicit wishes. She has repeatedly said, uh, I, I am vol- this con- conservatorship is voluntary, but I just don't want this guy running it. I will not do anything. I will not do any work ever again if this guy is still the cat in charge. That's right. And she's even gone so far as to say that she's afraid of him, mm-hmm. you know? And um, so there was a petition to get rid, to dissolve that relationship. Um, and the judge overseeing that legal, you know, dispute between her and her father shot it down. So it's going to stand. He, he, and I don't understand that. I just don't understand what do what is it that's the thing with the with the transparency it's like what what entitles him to this position why can't they just install another mr wallet you know mm-hmm. or mr yeah. pocket watch you know just some other guy whose job it is to manage people's finances and who potentially would be doing her more of a service by investing better you know like be more objective be more least. objective because you know i i can, i i have no qualms saying that i'm pretty sure he is in some way fleecing this estate oh i've got i've got a oh i've got i've got a pepe sylvia moment but okay so jamie spears made some statements on august 1st of this year the conservatorship renewal hearing was like august 22nd that's when it was Going, that's when they were going to be back in court again for something. Uh, he called conspiracy theories surrounding this legal arrangement a joke. And he said, quote, all these conspiracy theorists don't know anything. The world don't have a clue. It's up to the court of California to decide what's best for my daughter. It's no one else's business. He denies he or anybody else is embezzling or skimming money from the estate saying this is interesting to me. He says, I have to report every nickel and dime spent to the court every year. How the hell would I steal something? That's very much not a charismatic denial. That sounds like like the implication there, purposeful or not, to be fair, the implication there is uh, I can't steal because they're watching me. That's way different from saying, I love my kid. I'm not going to steal from them. But then you've got the wide swath of like this differential between what the estate's actually worth. Mm. I don't know. Surely there's a real number on the books, you know, that the courts are aware of. But 60 is the 60 yeah. is the financial, uh, the financial statement. But how look, the more money you get, the easier it is to hide the money. It's counterintuitive, but that is a truth. That's why things like the Panama Papers are important, because you have the wherewithal to hide stuff. Uh, Britney Spears, just last month, was 
uh, got a small win in court. She was allowed to expand her legal team despite her father's objections. Do you know why he objected in court? He said it would there was too much of a cost to add more lawyers. Uh, And still the court said, okay, look, she's only working with a court appointed attorney up to this, up to this juncture. Right. And the other side, her father is working with people that she is paying. If you think about it through the conservatorship, that's messed up for everything. (laughs) Right. That's, that's what, like when, um, Oh, what what is it? Creedence Clearwater revival guy, John Fogarty? Fogarty, yeah. 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 That's like when he had to defend himself against plagiarizing himself in court. That's it, it's like I'm it's my own so grandpa weird. territory right there. But no, it's 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 bonkers because she's not even allowed to have to choose her own lawyer. It's uh, wasn't for some time, yeah. Okay. So now okay. And you know, there 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 was some concern. Uh, you know, in tw- even in 2020, she claimed to have burned down her own gym, um, but that right. was because of like a couple of uh, candles that were unattended. So, I mean, I'm sure that was maybe part of the uh, calculus behind not allowing her to be free of this arrangement. What do you think? Yeah, that's the thing. You know, if you look back through history, uh, Society finds the strangest, most arbitrary reasons to uh, persecute women, really. I mean, you don't have to read the yellow wallpaper uh, or a history textbook to know that. I, I, I think they are hinging on some stuff. But again, the most frustrating thing about this is we don't know. We don't know the specifics. The arguments for increasing transparency have not been accepted by the court. We're recording this on November 11th, just before we came into the proverbial studio on November 10th, 2020, an L.A. judge overseeing the conservatorship declined to remove Jamie Spears as the head of the estate. And this is despite all the stuff that uh, Britney Spears lawyer Samuel D. Ingram III was saying. She's afraid of him. She can't work with him uh, in charge, uh, the lawyer called Spears a high-functioning conservative, and said that just like you said, they've been estranged. And this uh, this judge, Brenda Penny, out of the L.A. Superior Court, said she might consider further petitions for the removal of the father down the road, whatever that is, because that's not an agreement. A uh, lawyer for Britney's mother said some was also there. Uh, the mother is not considered, by the way, uh, a member of the conservatorship arrangement, but she's thought of as an interested party. And her lawyer said something that I don't know, maybe it's hearsay. I don't know. I want to hear what you think. She said that the father, Jamie Spears, had referred to his daughter as, quote, a racehorse who has to be handled like one. Pretty Jeez, rough. Please. Mm hmm. Yeah, it makes me think of that episode of Black Mirror with Miley Cyrus, where it's like, what is she, like Ashley O? And she's sort of under the thumb of this sort of like wicked stepmother type figure um, who, you know, only wants her to do the pop stuff, but she's actually secretly like writing all this more brooding kind of like stuff that's more her. Uh, I mean, this isn't one-to-one that, but it's certainly the kind of things you think about with like these kept kind of pop stars who become cash cows or prized racehorses for a whole lot of stakeholders 
But at the end of the day, like you said at the top of the show, Ben, they are human beings uh, who just want to live their lives and just, you know, be normal. And they're already kind of prevented from living normal lives by how bloody famous they are. Um, and then you have stuff like this to deal with. The, I mean, the idea that she is being subjected to this by her own father. Can you imagine how difficult and traumatic that must feel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, this this is messed up. Uh, the latest update is this. As of now, the conservatorship has been extended until February of next year, February of 2021, which I know seems like a long, a long, long way away, but it's not really, you know, we're almost at the end of 2020. There's been a new co-conservator appointed. It's an outfit called Bessemer Trust because the Spears, Britney Spears side was asking for a, cor- a qualified corporate fiduciary. They also pointed out that uh, old man Spears does not have financial training. Bessemer Trust is interesting. They're very, they're very odd. They, they date back to the days of Carnegie Steel in a way. So here's my theory. Now, keep it brief. Now, here's my what ifery. So we know that according to the documents that are available, the father, Jamie Spears, gets about $130,000 each year to oversee the conservatorship. And that, that, according to the documents in the court, that conservatorship is somewhere between 59 and $60 million. That's what they're talking about. But according to the court documents obtained by Entertainment Tonight, there is one expense that is the largest expense of all of the Britney Spears estate in 2018, that was the fees for her conservatorship and the legal cost maintaining that. In total, those equal more than $1.1 million. So my question is, how much does Andrew Wallet make? When he was supervising this. And is it possible, right? Is it possible that Jamie Spears is only making 130K, but uh, this other guy, and it's not an accusation of mass, I'm thinking out loud. Is it possible this other guy and these other uh, legal beagles in the crew were drawing massive amounts of uh, hourly pay or uh, an annual retainer? And then Jamie Spears is getting a piece of that. Is it possible that could happen? That could be totally off the books because once the money goes to the lawyer, the conservatorship cannot do any, cannot have any visibility on what that lawyer as a private individual gets to do with the money they've earned. Well, it's also it's like one of those uh, uh, construction scams that the mafia runs, right, where they like charge you a bunch of money for like a chair. Or, or like some piece of furniture or they like do all these overages and you hide, you know, oh, no one says you got to get a good deal on your employees. No one says you have to like, you know, get the cheapest chair um, or the cheapest like office worker or whatever. Again, these or, are all yeah. just ideas, but I, I do the think the defense that department, it's right? very, very interesting. It's very, very interesting, Ben. The defense department, $300 for a hammer. Or a commode seat, whatever. Like this stuff happens. I love that you're bringing up uh, construction scams because there's the possibility that this could exist. I'd also like to point out uh, that I'd also like to point out that Jamie Spears attempted to rehire Andrew Wallet after his resignation, 
but later withdrew that. And Britney Spears was against the guy being rehired because, uh, according to her, she said he was singularly unsuited to the position. And she also said they couldn't hire him back because they were facing hard choices about budgetary constraints. So how much are they paying that dude? And where's that money going? Mm. Yeah, no, it's, 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 uh, it's interesting. There's a lot to consider here. And I don't think we've heard the last of this. No. And I really don't. I mean, they're going to keep fighting for it, fighting for her to be free of it. I, I, I don't. Do we have a copy of the ruling? Is that public? Is that public information? Surely it is, right? Like, I mean, don't they have to give a reason? Or maybe they don't really. They just say, no, denied. It's like it's like they don't have to give you a reason when your parole is denied. They just say denied. They don't? I don't think they have to give you a reason why your parole is denied. I think you make your case and then they just accept it or, or deny it. I believe they said so that much. she I believe they said that she could petition it again. Yes. In the same way that you can, you know apply apply for parole or uh make a petition to for early release again or whatever but yeah it's similar to me um and i think it's really messed up that there's no like data pointing to like what is it about this situation that a causes it to be your father and b that that is that makes this this necessary yeah agreed this reminds me of a a comic book i want to give a shout out to uh, that friend of the show, Lauren Vogelbaum, introduced me to uh, The Wicked and the Divine. Check it out if you love graphic novels and the dangers of uh, what happens to the people behind the label of celebrity. Primary point remains, celebrities are human beings. Something weird is afoot here. A court has decided to apply uh, uh, something that's generally reserved for the ill or the infirm to a human being to Britney Spears, who has said uh, who has been fighting unsuccessfully against various aspects of this, n- namely her father. Uh, so how did a court decide that a conservatorship was necessary? We don't have that information uh, unless, of course, the court was somehow compromised. But that's very deep conspiracy theory uh, territory. So we want to hear from you. Uh, We hope you enjoyed this episode. It's an overall look at what, uh, as Noel said, is a continuing case. We're not going to hear the last of it. It'll probably, heck, it'll probably end up in a strange news segment at some point. Uh, But what's your take? Do you think people are reading tea leaves here? Do you think there's much more to this story? And if so, what? Let us know. You can find us on the internet uh, because we're a podcast uh you can also find us on facebook instagram twitter etc all the hits yeah you can find us as a show or we're conspiracy stuff or conspiracy stuff show or as individuals i am on instagram at how now noel brown how about you my friend you can find me should the spirit move you to do so on instagram as at ben bolin or on twitter as at ben bolin hsw if you hate social media you can call us on the phone. We're one eight three three stdwytk Literally, all you have to do is let us know if it's okay to use your voice and name on the air. And if you hate doing all of that, we have one more way you can always contact us. Our good old-fashioned email address. We are conspiracy at iheartradio.com.
Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.